Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is the 24th of August. I think we're in for another week. I think by next Tuesday, we will already be on September 1st, and time is going by. And it does feel weird because the normal things we normally do in summer or in spring are are all changed, and there's a reason for that. And our stability has been affected because we are constantly trying to balance and rebalance ourselves, and we do it naturally. We wake up, we start out, we say, hey, let me get started. It takes me a while to wake up, or however it is. Some of us wake up running and fall asleep earlier. Everyone has a different way of maintaining stability. And then when you add to that, on top of just your life, you have other lives around you, and then you have even the outer circle of life, what your town and city is doing, and then we have what our country is doing. It is super easy right now to feel like there is no balance, there is no stability. And some of that stress helps us seek answers, and too much of it, starts to take away from us because now fear and doubt and worry and control and guilt start coming in and we start feeling like we can't take it anymore. So how can we, under pressure, keep a sense of balance and stability? Like how do we do that in the midst of, depending on where you live, in our world, a lot of crazy that's going on right before our our eyes, where a lie is sold as the truth and nobody even cares it's a lie, and there's so many spinning plates we don't know which one to grasp or to hold onto. Levels of safety and security are, for a lot of parts, gone. The levels of security not being around is starting to affect people internally through dreams and behavior of how they're responding to their homes or where they live or where they can't live anymore. In the United States, we are experiencing a lot of upheaval where the the actual poor are being allowed allowed to be poorer. Um, and we're trying to help, the, the communities are trying to help, but even know where to start. And that stability, that sense of stability or normalcy, we have now walked out of a political arena and we are walking into a normal versus abnormal way of thinking and living, a stable versus unstable environment, 
And it's interesting because as people, we tend to normalize any condition we're in and we don't even know what we don't know that we are missing because we are like survivors. If something is really bad over here, we're going to find a way to live in it. So I wanted to go back to what is stability and why is it important in your life? Even in the midst of chaos, you wake up every day. How do you plan today? Because, you know, that saying about how do you eat an elephant and it's one bite at a time? One bite at a time. Just reel yourself in with that alone. I know I want to do all this stuff. I know I don't feel any control over here. But how do I feel control in my life? And we start by a stable routine that gives our lives a structure so that we can feel a sense of normalcy every single day handle uncertainty well and that unsettling feeling when things don't feel certain when things don't feel stable really starts to throw kids off their way and if they get that so much and they never learn stability they are truly a wild card even to themselves and to adults, it just unnerves them in, in their own lives and also in how they, they actually receive anyone outside of them from their own family to the public. is one of those things that we never think about. We think truth, love, and purity, and all of, all of the different things that Christ says. But then he's like, you know, like I used to do with my kids when they'd have an argument. Well, what happened before that? Well, what happened before that? Well, what happens before you could even begin to get into that evolutionary thoughts of truth and love and purity is that we need to feel a sense of stability to think about anything else we want to do in life. Otherwise, we have no foundation to bounce from. You don't go to school without a pen or paper or a backpack or a calculator. You just don't. You can't just go there and sit and remember everything that the instructor is going to say. And it's the same thing for getting to the truth, love, and purity that we need to to survive that is the original us without stability of some kind. That's why we keep fighting for rights. Because we want to say, hey, we need to get our cities, our towns, our communities, our countries to a place of stability to grow. We can't just keep growing while everything is running amok. It can go on for a short time, but it can't go on forever. So what do we do? Because what does it mean to be steadfast in your life, to have that stability? 
Oh, it means that something is firmly fixed in place. It's immovable in your life. It's having belief. It's having determination. It's being loyal to something in your life, even if it is just your routine, because that in itself is one of the best medicines you can find. It's just having a routine. As silly as it may sound, it is the truth. We need something to be able to hold on to because stability needs to be a top priority. Committing yourself to a sense of consistency so that anything that comes flying in your day, you can look at and say, I got this. And that's not going to define me and the world isn't going to end And I'm still going to go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow. So how am I going to deal with this? Without stability, it's a, oh, my God, and I can't believe this is happening too. Wow, everything is just (laughs) attacking me. I'll never get anything done. If there's one thing, one thing that you give your children, that keeps them feeling safe, that keeps them feeling secure. And I see Maria wrote in the chat, our children's future, it's giving them that sense of stability, consistency, safety and security need to be met for us to feel anything else in its fullness, in its richness. Establishing a routine, going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, even if you just did that, you feel like, wow, I already know that much of my day. I already know that. It's like you have so much money and you live within your financial means as opposed to putting yourself in debt to acquire things that are just a mental fix. You actually don't need them. And then you have now something to worry about. But what if you just bought what you needed? There were times I couldn't even buy what I needed. But I lived. I remember saying things to myself like, wow, it's a lot easier to die than to live. Jeez. And I was probably right at the time. But I didn't want to die. And I found a way to reel myself into every day because I needed Stability to get to where I wanted to go. Waking up early every day, giving yourself time to wake up and make a list the night before, you know, before you go to bed. You're right. Hey, I'm grateful for my health today. Hey, I'm grateful that I'm in a home today. I don't care how much money you have or don't have. I'm grateful that I'm in a home. 
that I sleep in a bed, that if I have to go to the washroom or the restroom, I have a place to go. I know that sounds funny to say or so simple or so basic, but there's a lot of us that don't have that basic. So grateful goes down to those very little things where everything else doesn't matter. Being grateful for having enough food to eat, for being able to choose what you wanted to eat. All of that reels us into what's real. What's real? Taking care of our bodies is real. Eating well is real. Having a place to sleep is real. And if we can stay in that space of understanding who we are today, and if you have more money than living within your financial means, Find someone and help them. It means a lot to people. As a single mom, I know what $100 means to a family. $100 that people might say, it's only $100. But what you don't know is that that can carry that family for two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. Learning to not overreact. We tend to overreact rather than underreact. And sometimes when we underreact, we just stop talking because we're thinking to ourselves, well, what, what can I really do? There's always something we can do. When we overreact, we make the problem bigger than it needs to be. We lose our stability because now we let that come in and rob us of it. And then we let the day get hijacked with whatever issue is going to show up. And the truth is, issues are going to show up every day. So why let today go and then tomorrow go? And then we just avoid in all fullness and in all richness our lives. Well, I couldn't do this because this happened and because that happened. Know that when your plate is full, which I just had to do this because we have an illness in our family that was bigger than life, and I knew it. And I also knew there was only so much of my brain to go around. And I knew I had to pull back if I was going to be able to help them. And the same things happened in every day. I still woke up at the same time. I still went to sleep at the same time. I made time to do things that took care of me. Like, I know it sounds crazy to say, but I barely had time to do this, was to take a shower, was to get dressed in the morning. And then with COVID, I would would take the person to the doctor. They wouldn't let me in with them, so I couldn't hear but now I've turned into an advocate for them, so now I can go in. But the only way I was able to handle that was not not overreacting, but understanding. 
understanding where my limits were. And it helped me get through it because I had to get through it to help someone else get through it to bring them consistency, to bring them stability. But I was only able to do it by being stable and being conscious of staying stable in that time and not overreacting. In the meantime, my kids are watching and they're looking and they're saying, oh, that's how you deal with a crisis. Oh, that's what you do when you need to make decisions. And if you can't make decisions where you go to help, to get help, you're helping someone and someone needs to help you and support you. It's like one of those assembly lines, right? Even if it's just someone you can call and download to and say, what do you think? Am I missing anything? Am I shortchanging myself? Am I shortchanging the other person? When we make stability a priority, another thing happens, and that is that we start to find stable friends. We start noticing other people who are stable. And what that does to you when that happens is you start to see the lack of stability by being stable yourself. When you yourself don't have a stability, you will take everyone in. You will not discriminate because you don't have a basis in your mind. You'll say, oh, everybody's a little crazy. I'm a little crazy here. They're a little crazy there. But that's not what this is about. This is about recognition because the more stable you are, you will try to help someone. But if you realize that that person now got to the point where you can only help them so much because they're really the only ones who can help themselves. They're the only ones that can help themselves. You can guide them. You can tell them, but at the end of the day, it's what that person does. You can't be with anyone for 24 hours. So you start to see, just like everything else, when you start to understand self-love, you can see where it's maybe not in another person. And it doesn't mean they're good or bad. It just means they haven't evolved to that yet. And sometimes they learn more in your absence than in your presence. But stability in other people comes strictly through, you know, just through recognition. Understanding that we need help in making decisions, that's huge. Because then you have an avenue, if you don't talk to yourself yet or record yourself, like I always say, you know, press your record button on your phone and start talking. Go back and listen because you will sound like your best friend and then tell your best friend what to do. Just hearing ourselves talk something through tends to answer our questions. 
Another thing to cultivate stability in our lives is to end bad relationships in our lives. A lot of times we get used to the toxicity around us. We believe it's normal. We believe we can control it. We believe we can combat it. But what that does to us is it keeps us in a heightened fighting mode. We just stay on alert. It's like all our antennas are up fighting for normal. And five years go by, 10 years go by, 30 years go by, 40 years go by. I know people, relationships, who've been there for 40 years. And what I do know more than everything else is that's become their stability. And they never ever have to leave. They've built a tolerance. They've normalized, just like humans, we normalize any condition that we don't know what we are getting used to. We never stop to think about it. It's easier to just go along. We understand that that person may be upset about this or that, and we can handle it. A lot of times, children who have parents that are unstable, they find stability within the unstability can't wait till they leave, and they tend to not go back and visit very much afterwards. But making our lives stable comes from cultivating that, turning stability into a top priority. Because once we can establish a sense of stability within ourselves, like, hey, I know I'm going to do this, I know I'm going to do that between this and this hours of the day. These kinds of things usually happen. I know I'm going to work today. You know, that's why those routines help us. There were times in my life where I was like, oh, my gosh, I need a nine-to-five job. I need to know where I'm going. I need to know when I come home, and I don't want to bring work home with me. I don't want a job I have to stay late at. I just want to go and do something until 5 o'clock. And then I want to come home and do whatever I want. And it works sometimes. It did work for me. And other times I needed more time, especially since I saw Christ, especially since the writing. That brought a lot of instability into my life. But I learned to cultivate a stability to the unstableness I felt because it was new, it was big, And it involved me coming out of whatever comfort zone I was in my entire life and stepping out. But because of seeing Christ, because I knew that it was something that was super cool and super good, I committed myself to a new consistency I rejected at first. I was like, I wanted him to go away. I didn't want to be abnormal. But it took me about two weeks to settle into, okay, this has been happening now for two weeks. And I am going to commit myself to this. And I don't know what it's going to look like yet. But the one thing I do know is I do go to bed at the same time. I do wake up at the same time. And now I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Pretty regularly. 
So that's going to happen too. So instead of feeling like it's weird, I'm going to treat it like it's normal. Because I know I'm going to wake up, I know I'm going to write, I know I'm going to go back to sleep. Self-conversations are exactly why stability is so important to us. Because the importance of stability in anybody's life, it's a stable routine that gives our lives that structure and helps us feel in control, not controlling, but in control of our very lives. We don't handle uncertainty well. We get unsettled as the uncertainty and the instability are starting to shake underneath our feet over and over again. We have to know that there are some things in our life that are not subject to change. That's why when we see people who have been victims of floods or victims of fire, or even, I think it was not last year, the year before, there was a fire super close to my house. And I kept packing my car and unpacking my car and packing my car and unpacking my car. And for that whole month, by the end of the month, I was totally exhausted, even though I was home the whole time. Even though I had some sense of stability around me, my routine of sleeping at the same time and waking up at the same time was totally disturbed. I felt like we had to sleep with our eyes open because we knew that we had to get out of the house at a moment's notice at any time. So that whatever stability existed was gone. And it was exhausting. And then on top of all that, in the middle of the days, electricity would go out and come back on. Our area was cut off. If you left, you couldn't come back. We had to find a back road. We had to park in a parking lot, walk to the grocery store, and carry our stuff for half a block. So you can only buy so much at a time. So I got a question from Liam. How do people with mental illness, an illness that induces instability, find stability, especially in relationships? That's an extremely challenging because everyone responds to mental illness differently, even though they may have the same mental illness. Some people will take medication, which helps provide that stability. And then as you find stability within yourself, you can then start to branch out. But every time we feel a little unstable, we say, well, I'll wait for a relationship because I need to be stable for that. And some people learn to manage through biofeedback. Some people need to manage through both. But going back to getting help to make decisions, having friendships with other people that are stable so that we rise in our expectations of ourselves, creating a routine for ourselves. And I know that's hard to say with someone with mental illness because we have such a close, I have such a close relationship 
with somebody who has it and refuses medication. So there is no stability in anybody's lives and everyone sleeps with locked doors. But if you know enough to ask the question and you know enough to help yourself and seek help, you can build a stable world. I know people in in law enforcement who who have bipolar and through medication and help are able to maintain and do very well at their jobs. But it is a constant effort like everything else for everyone else, not to put yourself off in a corner because, well, I have mental illness, but how can I stabilize myself within my circumstances? Help mentorships, someone you can see every day, even if it's your parents, to gauge, gauge yourself and see if you can remain in that stable place on a consistent basis. And that's a whole nother topic. I know I had to answer quickly because I only had a minute left, but I hope that was enough of an answer to get you started on the thinking patterns that you need. We have 10 seconds. You guys, I love you, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.